Remdesivir first came on the scene in about the mid-2010s as a new drug aimed at emerging viruses, including Ebola, but its work with the Ebola virus actually showed that it had lackluster results. Nonetheless, with the outbreak of SARS-CoV-2, which is, of course, the virus that causes COVID-19, a new series of experiments in human cell cultures and mice indicated that remdesivir could have activity against coronaviruses, including the one that's responsible for COVID-19. On May 1, 2020, the FDA authorized the emergency use of remdesivir for COVID-19. This is for use in adults and children hospitalized with severe disease. This investigational antiviral drug was shown in a preliminary analysis of a National Institute of Health clinical trial to shorten recovery time in some patients. However, the results of the trials have not yet been published, and little is still known about how safe and effective it is in treating people hospitalized with COVID-19. The emergency use designation means remdesivir can be distributed in the U.S. and administered IV by healthcare providers as appropriate to treat severe disease. Those with severe disease, the FDA said in their press release, are patients with low blood oxygen levels or those who need oxygen therapy or more intensive support like mechanical ventilator use. In this podcast, we're going to cover the mechanism of action of rendesivir and how it seems to function as an antiviral medication. According to the FDA press release, quote, based on evaluation of the emergency use authorization criteria and the scientific evidence available, it has been determined that it is reasonable to believe that remdesivir may be effective in treating COVID-19 and that, given that there are no adequate, approved, or available alternative treatments, the known and potential benefits to treat this serious or life-threatening virus currently outweigh the known and potential risks of this drugs use. The FDA used the preliminary results from a clinical trial comparing the drug with a placebo, which showed that remdesivir helps speed recovery from COVID-19 by about 31%. This was based on the U.S. National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease Report, where it was released April the 29th in their press statement. The international trial randomly assigned over a 1,000 people hospitalized with COVID-19 to get intravenous infusions of either remdesivir or a placebo. In the remdesivir group, the medium time to recovery was 11 days compared with 15 days for those on the placebo. Recovery was defined as being discharged from the hospital or being well enough to resume normal activity. 8% of people in the remdesivir group died compared with 11% in the placebo group. Now, although a 31% improvement doesn't seem like a knockout 100%, it's an important proof of concept. And that was a statement released by Anthony Fossey, of course, the director of the National Institute of Infectious Disease. Recently, a team of academic and industry researchers reported new findings on how exactly this investigational antiviral drug can help stop coronavirus. Previous research in cell cultures and animal models showed that remdesivir can block replication for a variety of coronaviruses, but until now, it had not been clear as how it does that. 
the researchers from the University of Alberta, both U.S. and Gilead researchers and other independent academic physicians, studied the drug's effects on the coronavirus that caused Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, or MERS. They found that remdesivir blocks a particular enzyme that's required for viral replication. Coronaviruses replicate by copying their genetic material using an enzyme known as the RNA-dependent RNA polymerase. Using polymerase enzymes from the coronavirus that caused the Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, scientists in a lab were able to isolate that enzyme and incorporate remdesivir, which resembles an RNA building block into new RNA strands. Shortly after adding remdesivir, the enzyme stops being able to add more RNA subunits, and this halts the genome replication. Based on expert opinion, remdesivir has been most effective in animal studies when given early in infections. The drug can stop or slow viral replication, but it doesn't block the body's overzealous immune system that can cause additional damage for many severely ill COVID-19 patients. However, and here's probably the biggest clinical pearl, remember that this is so new and there's so much information that is still coming out that proof of concept doesn't necessarily mean burden of evidence. For example, a smaller study published on April the 29th in The Lancet appears to counter the results of the NIAID study. The Lancet study, conducted in 10 hospitals in China where the pandemic first started, found no statistically significant improvement in recovery in severely ill COVID-19 patients given remdesivir compared with those who got placebo. In that Chinese study, the median time to recovery for patients taking remdesivir was 21 days compared with 23 days for those getting placebo. There was a trend that remdesivir sped recovery for people who had symptoms for less than 10 days, but those results did not meet statistical thresholds. The trial stopped early because the Wuhan lockdown effectively stopped transmission so that researchers weren't able to recruit enough patients to fill the trial's slots, so as a result, the trial lacked statistical power to detect differences between the groups, so that is a problem with the study, but it still raises some questions that we may not know all the information from remdesivir. But what about remdesivir and pregnancy? Well, remdesivir has been used without reported fetal toxicity in some pregnant women that were treated for Ebola and Marburg viral diseases, and it's being used to treat on a compassionate use basis pregnant patients with severe COVID-19. But randomized trials of the drug during the COVID-19 pandemic have excluded pregnancy and breastfeeding women, so we just don't have a lot of information on long-term safety of remdesivir use in pregnancy. Well, OBGYN Clinical Pearls family, that kind of brings us to a wrap regarding remdesivir because we just don't have a lot of information. But I thought it was worthwhile to have a quick podcast on it in light of the recent FDA clearance of the medication for emergency use. Hang in there, stay healthy, and we'll see you on another episode of Clinical Pearls.